Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to another special edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show World Cup Qualification uh, Edition as the United States at Lower.com Field. They hosted El Salvador and they just edge the Salvadorians by a final of a goal to nil. Anthony Robinson with the big tally puts the United States ahead They did not look back, and to be fair and truthful about this one, folks, a bit of an underwhelming performance, I would have to say, by our U.S. men's national team. Um, Probably a decent start to begin the match tonight. They tried to make something happen, but unfortunately... Just not enough to really prove to me that they were ready to make this comeback into, oh, excuse me, into World Cup qualification play. And, you know, if you really think about this, if you really do think about this, uh, it really has to be said. I think... El Salvador, once again, was playing for a road draw. I really believe they were. I mean, it would have been interesting if they did surprise everyone to get a goal in this one. They probably should have had a goal in this one, but um, once again, poorly taken in the back end of the first half. But once again, this team, this young team, doing a job, and finding a way to go out and standing their ground to try and get the full three points at home. And now they have an opportunity to go into Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where with the Ontario provincial government reducing the attendance at Tim Horton Stadium from full capacity at 100%, cutting it into 50%, going from 23,000 to 13,000. Could that be advantage United States? We don't know. Could be. <clears throat> but one thing is for sure is that for the United States, they must find a way to earn a point or points against this improved Canadian side. Even though no Alfonso Davies, still, it is a team that you cannot screw around with. If you want your voice heard, on tonight's post-match show, 
The phone lines are open at 646-929-1823. If you want to use Skype, if you still have Skype, you can use Skype to call in with that same phone number. And uh, give me your thoughts, give me your opinions, and we and we will have a conversation to talk about. You know, if you want to say, and, and I'm being honest here, if you felt that it was a slow opening half for the U.S., if you felt they looked disjointed, if you felt they looked slow, if you felt that they just weren't a good enough team all night long, you have every right to feel like that. Matches left now officially down to five. Um, I really thought they didn't play well. They brought up the ball well. Thought, you know, this is a match where you don't worry about the possession statistics because you felt they were going to outpossess El Salvador tonight. But you're hoping for a better and probably a more ruthless feeling, uh, ruthless position to go out and basically destroy the net, burn it down, score plenty of goals, score big goals, and show them no mercy. That did not happen. And that's the shame of it. That is the shame of it as of right now. Because watching El Salvador, watching them play, basically just defend, defend, defend. Disrupt the communication. Disrupt the flow of the U.S. men's national team. And who has led them into this? Hugo Perez, former U.S. men's national team player, a member of the 1994 World Cup team. See, when you've got a guy like that, when you have a man who has been coaching youth players in the United States, whether they are from U.S. soccer for those respective national teams or local teams within an area or a section or a region of the United States. (coughs) Excuse me. You would like to think you would give this man an opportunity to become the head coach of the senior side for the men's national team. But you went with Greg Berhalter. And that's fine. That's fine. But when you're trying to give, or in the middle of a process, looking for a head coach to replace 
the Jurgen Klinsmann Bruce Arena era, and you look for a man who has gotten results with youth players, and everyone can tell you this is the man you need to get, well then, maybe you should have gotten Hugo Perez. Instead, you somewhat had a coaching search. You somewhat decided to go out and say, in reality, that's our guy. We're going to talk to somebody else just to make it look like we did talk to more than one person. And what would have happened if Hugo Perez was our head coach for the senior men's national team of, of our soccer federation? I mean, the respect that this man has in some circles of American soccer. I would have probably taken him in a heartbeat. I probably would have given Top Ramos an opportunity, but that's neither here nor there. I just feel myself personally, and once again I'll say it, Greg Berhalter is a system coach. He is comfortable as a club coach, and I think he does better as a club coach than he does as a national team coach. But we're stuck with him until we do qualify or not. But once again, it's a situation where I just think there is more issues that are be, have to be dealt with. And I just personally believe... I don't know if Burhalter can do these things. We have five matches remaining. This Sunday afternoon, Hamilton, Ontario, to take on Canada. This coming Wednesday, back in the States to take on Honduras at Allianz Field in St. Paul, Minnesota. Nothing until March, the end of March. We head back to the Azteca against Mexico. We go to Orlando, Florida, to the Purple Palace on Church Street to take on Panama, And then we finish it all off in the capital of Costa Rica, in San Jose, at the National Stadium, to take on the Ticos. This is why you need your entire roster to be ruthless, drive down the field, Be creative when you have to be. Go and find a way to do your job.
that is it. That is all. Go out and do your job. But what are you going to do? We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen down the road. Now, here are some updates on scores. Jamaica had a 1-0 lead. Well, first of all, Jamaica was playing most of the match down to 10 men. And then they scored a goal in the second half while down a man. But then Mexico was able to get two goals late in regulation. They went from a one-goal deficit to a 2-1 lead. And that's all she wrote. Jamaica falls to Mexico by a final of two goals to one. Canada right now, the second half just got underway as they are down in Honduras trying to get ready and to get rid of the evil juju that is San Pedro Sula over in Honduras. It's an own goal by Honduras off a great cross by Tejan Buchanan as the defender found a way to try to block the cross, but he kicked the ball into his own net. So what are you going to do there? If you have your thoughts on tonight's match, go ahead and call in 646-929-1823. Call in. Give me your opinion. Tell me what you think about tonight's World Cup qualifier, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. Or the chat room is open. You can type in your opinion, and I'll also try to make a, uh, give you an opinion of my own later on. But let me just say this. At this moment in time, the United States currently... In first, but, you know, once again, Canada has that one goal lead themselves. They have that opportunity to go and do something big. Maybe this loss will start the elimination process for the lower half of the Ocho, Octagon. But once again, it's been a bit of a tight window for these teams, the heavy hitters. And so far, they're the ones that are smelling like roses. Canada, the only national team remaining at the table, top of the table, they have never lost a match so far through eight. 
eight and a half ma- eight and a half matches because the first half ended, and now we're in the second half. We have Costa Rica hosting Panama, who are in fourth place right now with fourteen points. They are all probably already underway. Eighth minute already. It is a fun time to be a football fan, especially in this region. It's just been exciting to watch. Exciting so far to watch these games being played and watching these stories develop especially for Canada, who are finally going to join the party. Still time to make an error here and there, but you never know. So let's get back to the match. Um, I thought first 10 minutes, I thought the U.S. was on a roll. I thought they were attacking well. They were trying to get themselves into position I really thought they were trying to go out and get that opening goal as fast as possible. Jesus Ferreira, I thought he put himself in position twice where he should have scored a goal. First one, you can understand. The second one, he should have buried it. Used the wrong foot. Should have used his left instead of used... Should have used his left instead of used his right. It's a situation where it's just tough when you see a kid like that getting an opportunity and, you know, playing in the FC Dallas system and he's just not able to connect in those two big moments. And he can't score. Not so much being in a friendly, but this is a World Cup qualifier. So... What you wanted to see from him, I thought we got a good look at him. I thought that he looked pretty darn good. Once again, the only issue was he should have scored. Excuse me. Should have scored. You know, put, put the USA into the lead early in the first half. not happen unfortunately but those are the breaks sometimes those are the breaks it's tough to see and unfortunately for him he couldn't put the ball Uh, into the back of the net. (coughs) Zach Steffen, unable to perform in goal tonight, back in England, back spasms, back tightness. So he decided to remain in England and Manchester. And that's fine. 
I I don't want him to come over to be forced and being pushed into a position where he's not able to help. And I know what some of you are thinking. You must be happy that Zach Steffen didn't come to Columbus or come into this window. It's not about being happy with something like that. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. I'm just, I'm, you know, to be fair and to be honest, with half of this roster currently on break and, you know, basically just training to get ready for the new MLS season, not for Matt Turner, though. He'll be making a move to Arsenal now in the Premier League. And he'll be the backup goalkeeper for Arsenal for the time being, hopefully. I understand the difference. I don't think he was going to make the jump and become a starter right away. They believe in who they have at the moment is their starting goalkeeper, and they believe that he's the one to take them to the promised land when it comes to silverware. So it's basically the future for Matt Turner to try and to take a job away from somebody at Arsenal. And, and let me just say this as well, and I'm going to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face. Okay? I want Zach Steffen, I want Zach Steffen to start in Manchester City. I want you know, Matt Turner to start every single match for Arsenal. And I want Ethan Horvath to start for every single match over at Nottingham Forest. But it's not my call, and I understand that. I understand it's not my call. I understand I cannot demand this. And I also understand that the manager at those clubs, they are the ones that don't do requests. They must, and I stress this, they must earn their way to get that shot. But once again, who's starting? Who is a starting goalkeeper these days? And I will all still go back to a Charlie Davies of MLSsoccer.com, New England Revolution broadcast and uh, analyst, local television up in the Boston area, and CBS Sports Paramount Plus app host, analyst, studio analyst. For their World Cup qualification shows, pre-game, halftime, post-game, on CBS and Paramount Plus app. I completely understand their opinions. Was it great to see Matt Turner out there? Yes, it was. Did I feel he deserved to be out there? And this is going to shock you. I'm going to say no because he's in the off season. 
And right now he's also in transfer window season. But training with some of the best players in the world at Arsenal is not enough. It's not enough. And to be honest, to be honest, I really thought Zach Steffen was going to be playing tonight because at least there are no winter breaks in English football. There are no winter breaks in English football. They go right through the season. Hence, they play on Boxing Day. So, that is what's in, that's, that, that's what it is. That is the situation. And, you know, we all know Italy has a winter break. We all know that the Germany has a winter break. Spain has a winter break. But that's how, that's how they do it over there. But once again, once again, it's just a tough situation. There's a save by Borian. Honduras trying to level the score at home against Canada. Trying to start some evil magic. But Canada, Borian, making a big save. Keeping the score at 1-0 for the visitors. Really, really tough. When you've got the visiting team in your house and they take that 1-0 lead because it's an own goal. Well, this is what happens when Canada becomes a powerhouse in this confederation and joins. They join their fellow big boys in the United States and Mexico. And it's just the top three sides that are out there that are going to try and do something spectacular. Now, as I said, I was looking at this match. I was watching this match. And all you can say is this. All you can say is, I thought they played sloppy. I thought they were not connecting. I think they, I mean, basically they just found a way to go out just to go out and not play at their best. Granted, this is what World Cup qualifying does. World Cup qualifying is not what you're supposed to do here. Grind out a result. Get ready for the next game. And find a way to go out and do some damage. Yeah, that's what it is. 
That's what it is. You're going to have a game where you're going to have to grind the result. You're going to have to fight, scratch, and claw every inch of grass. And you're going to have to step on and try not to trip over the chalk. To go out and do not get yourself hurt. Now, obviously, obviously seeing those moments where you're hoping no one gets hurt, but it happens anyway, well, you got to get through it. Got to find a way to fight because it's not that player's team. This is Team Canada or Team USA, Team Mexico, Team Curacao. Team Jamaica, Team Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it is. That is what it is. It's it's just one of those things where you're just gonna have to accept that look, it's a fair result. It's a fair result. They really tried their best. And unfortunately, for El Salvador, they just couldn't find a way to get the ball in the back of their net and find a way to steal a point. And that's fine. Because I bet you they wanted to make this into a draw. They wanted to make this into a draw any way, shape, or form. And when that doesn't happen, then the frustrations come out. And then all of a sudden, there are problems. And they're trying to find a way to have a Canadian player sent off and serve a one-match suspension. It's been known... It's been known. They always like to play these games. That's what they do. The gamesmanship that goes a little too far. But that's what it is. So, at the moment, just got to find a way, which is what they did. The U.S. found a way to put themselves into the lead and they also never looked back. And that was a great job by those kids. Ricardo Pepe on the roster, on the bench, never saw a single minute. Never saw a single minute in this one. And you know what? That's fine. Because once again, three matches within a week, two days in between, we are going to find ourselves a situation where it's going to be even more difficult than normal. We shall see what they're going to do. 
back to the goalkeeper situation with Matt Turner. I, actually, I was very glad Matt Turner was out there in goal. And I'll admit, like I said before, and I don't know if I said this or not, but I'll admit to this. Um, I got worried with Matt Turner in goal because, like I've said, MLS players, which includes goalkeepers, obviously, no game action whatsoever. You're just training to get the juices flowing. You're just warming yourself up to prepare to start the season. I'm a little sad. I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I was a little sad that Matt Turner was in goal because this is one of those moments where I would have just given up and said, you know what? All right, Zach Steffen, you know, you've been playing through the winter in England. You're playing at Man City. You're just playing right through the cold, right through the wintry weather. You know, I understand you've remained fit. You're doing excellent so far. Let's go. Let's find a way to get you incorporated and play you in the cold temperatures of the club you started with in the Columbus crew, and then you're flying to go to Minnesota, St. Paul area. So, you know, I was ready to say, Zach Steffen, let's go. Let's see what you're going to do. And I wasn't going to complain if Matt Turner was not in goal because I understood why he's in goal or why he's not in goal. And even though I have more relief in Zach Turner, the truth is, is this. And some have said, you know, this is this, this whole uh, room area, you know, you know, it's haunted and all that stuff and, you know, whatever it is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But still, though, um, you know, Zach Steffen, not a ghost, obviously, but still, though, it's, it's a situation where you want to trust the goalkeepers that you have. And I do trust them both. But once again, the one thing I don't enjoy with Zach Steffen goal is that he leaves his line way too much. He always snags out. And then all of a sudden, boom, there he is. And he's got that smirky face, like he's ready to be smugful and and all this funny little things. But, you know, the truth is, is this a World Cup qualifier? And at the same time, if you've gotten rid of Jurgen Klinsmann or you're trying to find him to remain steady, but all I'm trying to say is, is that, okay, you're not, you're, you're not cooking or, you know, you're not the one that's going to be starting in goal you're not going to be this, you're not going to be that. Okay, then you know what then? Then don't wander aimlessly around your area. Did you notice how much he wanders aimlessly around his area? He puts him, every time he puts him, I swear to God, you have someone that is wandering around their 18-yard box and if you have this little pet peeve or this little euphoria, what are you doing? It's just 
difficult to watch the match sharpness not being there for Zach Steffen. And I worry for Matt Turner for the same things as well. I don't see another Tim Howard. I don't see another Casey Keller, another Brad Guzan, another Brad Friedel. I don't see another goalkeeper with the ability of what these men did and changing into a member of the men's national team here in this country to play soccer. Sometimes you say, are you sure you're a soccer player? I don't remember. Or you'll get one of those wise guys that says, hmm, yep, it's okay. But anyway, as I was saying, when you have a, when you have too much of a certain medicine that you desperately need and you only have a small dosage, this is the stuff that really bothers me and that really concerns me. So that's all you can really say. Um, scoring update down in Honduras. 1-0 Canada still. It looks like they're over past the 70th minute. Free kick curls around, headed towards goal. Jesse Borjan finding the easy, the easy uh, excuse me, um, there's the replay. Looks like that there might be an incident or a handball. I don't know if it's a penalty area or not. There might be. But for now, I'll just say I don't know. I'm not very, very familiar with the Honduras area or any place that does not mirror New York City. I have to say it because New York City, it's a great city. It's a great, great town. I was born there at the New York Hospital. And the truth is, it's the greatest city in the world. We just can't have horrible mares destroy it from within. Anyway, big save by Mian Borian, who found a way to get his left hand out on a diving save. Gives up a corner. Great save nonetheless. Canada, hoping that they don't get a draw down in Central America. So we'll see what happens there. But once again, Canada is up by a goal to nil, thanks to an own goal by the Honduran defenders. And the final match tonight, we have Costa Rica hosting Panama and basically just trying to get um, a scoring update. But Canada 
has just scored two goals to nil. And Canada has doubled their lead. Big moment, big breakaway. Looping ball, hits the back of the net. Canada will now cement even further their hopes and dreams to get to the World Cup in Qatar. Looks like it's Jonathan David who makes it 2-0. Very happy for the for Canada. Very happy for them. And it's in the 74th minute, the goal. So we will see what's going to happen further down the road. Costa Rica, Panama, it's nil-nil in the 36th minute. And that started at 9.05 tonight. Uh, some other scores in other confederations for World Cup qualifying. We go to Asia. Australia smacks around Vietnam 4-0. The battle between the nations of Japan and China 2-0 Japan at home. South Korea on the road defeating Lebanon by a goal to nil. Iran 1-0 over Iraq. United Arab Emirates 2-0 over Syria. Saudi Arabia's 1-0 win over Oman. (coughs) So that one, the Asian games are over with for today. They'll be back at it on Tuesday. In South America right now, Ecuador and Brazil are 1-1 draw. Uruguay on the road defeating Paraguay 1-0. And finally... For tonight, Chile hosting Argentina, and Argentina defeating Chile by a final of two goals to one. And the only thing left so far are CONCACAF events and World Cup qualification. The Tomorrow, which will finish off Conmi Bowl on Friday night, and it will be Colombia versus Peru. At 4 o'clock Eastern, Venezuela versus Bolivia at 5 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. So there's a lot going on. We're just going to have to wait and see like the rest of you. Not everything is under one app. Got to go ESPN's uh, ESPN Plus streaming app to watch whatever you want to watch. And move on and move forward. But once again, these are all live scores. Everyone's keeping track of what's going on. If you have Fubo TV app, Fubo Sports Network, ESPN Plus, B in Sports, MSG Network. The Valley Sports Regional Networks, the NBC Sports Regional Networks, the AT&T slash Root Sports Regional Networks, wherever you are. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You might be laughing. You never know, but you might be laughing. 
So with that being said, I think what we're going to do is we're going to call it a night. They get the three points over in Nashville, Tennessee. Actually, excuse me, not Nashville, Tennessee. I apologize. Columbus, Ohio, once again. They get the full three points. They defeat El Salvador 1-0. Um, I think they could have done without the, the cold temperatures and the snow situation because it barely snows in, in uh, Columbus. So I would have put it somewhere else. That's just me. Fries? Well, let's just say it has some issues and we have to take care of it. My wife and I, we have to take care of the situation. So that's all we can really say. That's all we can really do. Other than that, he's a sweet, you know, sweet kid. And then you have the lightheadedness. Or the fogginess feel. Because General Motors, of course, sponsors anything and everything car-related that gets displayed at Walt Disney World. So, hey. They wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to be part of the show. Boyd! And the robot. So, we'll see what happens there. Um... Canada right now, just a quick update of what's going on with Canada once again. Let me just take a quick look. But once again, once again, 80th minute. Canada on the road, leading Honduras two goals to nil. In the 42nd minute, <clears throat> Costa Rica and Panama, nil-nil. An Anthony Robinson goal in the second half gives the U.S. the full three points. Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, noon Pacific, the United States are heading past the northern border to Hamilton, Ontario, to be over at the Tim Hortons Canadian Football League Stadium. And that will be converted into soccer. So we do have a proper World Cup qualification match. It should be a doozy. As they will take on the United States of America at the home of the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Canadian Football League and the Hamilton Forge of the Canadian Premier League. Hamilton Forge FC. It should be an interesting matchup. And hopefully we can try and get a Canadian uh, soccer writer to join us and talk to us about that the game along with our American writers. And let me just say this. Uh, I will have Carter Krishnayer on from World Soccer Talk to join me. And we'll have a lot to talk about. Tons and tons to, to talk about that um, 
I believe you'll enjoy and you'll enjoy the illustrations and she'll enjoy the I mean I'll enjoy I'll enjoy the book, but I think the painting inside uh, Yeah. So once again, this is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. My post-match show for this World Cup qualification match is the United States defeats El Salvador by a final of a goal to nil. Join me Sunday afternoon, late afternoon at 5 Eastern with Carter Krishnire as we talk about this big qualifier after the final whistle blows. But before I even officially say goodbye, I want to pass this along to everyone. This is not the an easy game that you think it is. It takes the right head coach and the right club and the right stadium and the right situation to be loved. And I really do hope you understand that. I'm not saying you don't have the right to complain, but when the game is over, don't bring that anger home. So we'll see what happens there. Once again, thank you very much for listening to me tonight. Talk to you guys on Sunday. Be careful. Be safe. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care. So long. And bye-bye for now.